Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Fantastic to be with you today on this Tuesday. Last night I was talking to a friend at a cookout and we were talking about the podcast and in the midst of doing that, kind of dawned on us both how little we have discussions nowadays on things like prayer. Something that if you go to church, if you're a Christian, you kind of assume would be important to everyone and that everybody thinks about and how to do it. And then you start having a deep discussion about it and you realize we don't really talk about that stuff. So I'm glad we're spending time on the podcast talking about something that should be basic to us, how to pray. Yet, it isn't. We all struggle with it. And it would be nice if things like prayer could just be part of normal conversations. How do you do it? Where does it start? Why is it hard to do sometimes? Things like that. Now, Friday, when we began this talk, we talked about rude people, the need for prayer, and a lesson that Bishop Anthony Bloom from his book, Beginning to Pray, told that he learned from his father. Always remember that whether you are alive or dead matters nothing. What matters is what you live for and what you are prepared to die for. Now, I would say, many of you listening would say, your faith is very important to you. But if it's going to be the type of thing that you truly live for, if it's going to be the type of thing that prepares you to die, prayer better be pretty important to you, better be something that's easy to talk about, better be something you share with others. Well, this thought of what's my life for, what am I going to be prepared to die for, it kind of laid the foundation that led Anthony on a search, a search for meaning. And then he had a moment where he actually believed. He believed that Christ died for him so that we may live. And that moment, his entire life was shaped. He knew what it was he wanted to live for, and he knew what he was prepared to die for because in believing in Christ, there was no death. We had overcome death. Experiences like these created the soil for his prayer to begin. And then the last thing we talked about yesterday was the young woman who was willing to give her life for a mother and her two children, who was willing to go through her evening in the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing what awaited her in the morning, death at the hands of the communists. But she did it because her faith was so deep. She knew that even though she was going to physically die, she had already begun to live in an eternal way. Well, it's experiences like these that created the soil, so to speak, for Anthony to begin to learn how to pray. 
to be able to focus on prayer. Now, when he began to focus on prayer, when he realized how important it was, what's interesting is even though he talks about these experiences of his father, the inspiration at the example of the woman willing to give her life, that in doing so, he realized that, in his opinion, the beginning of prayer was despair. Huh. Something we try to run from was actually the beginning. Here's what he says. God helps us when there is no one else to help. God is there at the point of the greatest tension, at the breaking point, at the center of the storm. In a way, despair is at the center of things if we are only prepared to go through it. The day when God is absent, when he is silent, this is the beginning of prayer, not when we have a lot to say. Now, obviously, he was talking about our sense that God is absent. God is always there. But what a great lesson. You know, we work so hard to avoid despair. Most of our prayers are to avoid despair. We build lives of comfort to keep us from despair. But in doing so, you know what the result of that is? We never allow ourselves to fully lean on God. We spend all this time trying to lean on other things. Even at church, we lean on the music at church. We lean on the beauty at church. We lean on the friends at church. We lean on, was the pastor's sermon good or not? But do we lean on God? And when do we lean on God? When there's nothing else. When there's nothing else. And I love what he says, if we were only prepared to go through it, Christ had to suffer. We have to suffer to find God in a way. I really believe that. Are you willing to suffer? Are you willing to admit all these other things haven't worked and to be left with nothing where your only hope is to find God, to find Christ? You know, personally, I got a hard time with silence. My brain doesn't seem to stop running, to stop worrying about all sorts of things, most of which are far beyond my control. I want to pray, but usually I can't. I can't sit still. You know, I glance at the Bible, but don't really read it. Read through some verses, but it doesn't really register. And these Moments one after another where I can't be still, they lead to unrelenting pressure. It awfulizes everything. Sometimes I just want to give up. I just want to give up. This despair crushes me, kind of takes the wind out of my soul, takes my hope, makes me look back on how long I lived in my life and see nothing but failure. Makes me focus on the things I didn't do. But you know what? In those moments, if I just let go of it, if I realize there's nothing I can do, I'm hopeless. And I sit there. Sometimes, sometimes, it crushes me and the wind is taken out of my soul and I feel like I'm left with nothing. And then an amazing thing happens. Left with nothing. Hopeless. I can actually pray. I can actually read something from Scripture and focus on it and think about it. In a weird way, my emptiness allows something in that was shut out by my relentless drive for control 
to avoid despair, to do things myself. And in that moment, I discover that I'm not alone, and I am pretty sure that's what Bishop Anthony was talking about. Listen to his words again. God helps us when there's no one else to help. God is there at the point of greatest tension, at the breaking point, at the center of the storm. In a way, despair is at the center of things. If only we are prepared to go through it. The day when God is absent, when he is silent, that is the beginning of prayer, not when we have a lot to say. Not when we have a lot to say. My wish for you today is that you allow yourself to just be quiet and listen, to be silent, to let God know you're ready to go through the despair. You're ready to lean on him. You're done searching for answers on the internet. You're done despairing. You're done crying. You're just present. And if you do that, maybe you'll find the same thing the Apostle Paul found. He talks about it in 2 Corinthians. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Why is that, folks? Because when you're weak, that's when you find Christ. When you despair and you give up and you quit trying to do it on your own, and you turn your eyes to him, it is then you find peace. It is then you begin to pray. Join us tomorrow. We will continue. What do you do next? What do you do after you despair and you're able to pray? And I will hope for you, you find despair. You don't hear that very often, do you? I will pray that you find despair. You don't run from it. You allow it to empty you so that God can fill you up. And then you will find that when you are weak, you become strong. So until next time, aim high, spread your wings, and keep your eyes on the things that matter. I'm your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.